Entrepreneurs and athletes alike all have a drive to excel and win no matter what. And they do it at the risk of losing the very thing that's responsible for their ability to excel and thrive. And that's their health and well-being and the physical mechanics required for them to continue to operate at peak performance. In this episode, you'll meet a woman whose mission is to empower and enable not just entrepreneurs, athletes, or type A personalities to be at their physical best, but also those who in some cases have given up on a solution being found or being available to alleviate the source of suffering they experience with chronic body pain from life-changing injuries or accidents. Jani Pulaski is the founder of the Real Change Institute and the creator of a virtual program called the Back in Action Method, which promises to enable those who fit the, pr- the right pain profile to heal themselves in six weeks or less with her guidance and online coaching program. Please listen and enjoy the healing journey of getting back in action by learning from Jani's journey in her breakthrough program, appropriately called the Back in Action Method. To learn more about our program, listen to the next segment and get all the information you'll need to see if you're a fit for her program and also to be able to reach her by appointment. Hello there. So I want to make this quick sound quality note. Um, the interview that I just had with uh, Jani Pulaski, who you'll be hearing about and hearing from in a moment, was done online, right, through a voice over internet protocol, VOIP. And so uh, my sound quality is not the best uh, during this interview. However, uh, of course, it's, you know, audible. You can hear it. Um, but the best part, the best news I've got is that Jani comes in nice and loud and clear throughout the whole thing and it's her information that you need to hear about anyway right so um if you're okay with that you can proceed to listen to the rest of this interview but i just wanted to um put you on notice of that ahead of time so that you wouldn't find yourself feeling a little bit um disappointed at not being able to make out what i'm saying in some portions of it like i said it's audible you can hear it but it's not uh, sort of the ideal sound quality that I would have wanted. But Jenny comes in nice and clear, and you get to enjoy uh, hearing her story, her journey, and uh, her back-in-action method. Thanks a lot for listening to The Grind Scheme of Things, and I look forward to uh, talking to you all soon. Hey, guys, this is Bowie Madu with The Grind Scheme of Things. And uh, today there is a special guest that I am having on our uh, show here. And just if this is your first time listening to the grind scheme of things, I just want to give you a little bit of uh, a description of what this is about. So the grind scheme of things is a podcast that provides the practical strategies for dominating the crucial game of self-mastery and offers do-it-now exercises required to get you unstuck, 10 times happier, and productive um, as you bring your ideas, uh, business, uh, and professional and personal goals to life. So um, that being said, I want to just um, give you a little bit of background on who our guest is today, and and that's going to be sort of, I guess you could say, supporting us in uh, dominating the inner game or the crucial game of self-mastery with a few maybe do-it-now exercises that she would be <laughs> generous enough uh, to share with us. Um, so Jenny is, uh, let me make sure, and Jenny, you can definitely correct me if I mispronounce the uh, the last name, right? Um, so uh, so bear with me. So Jenny Wedmore-Pulaski, right? Did I get that right? Okay. All right. Fantastic. So, um, Jenny Wedmore Pulaski is the uh, founder of the Real Change Institute and the Back in Action Method. 
She's been working with clients for about 22 years who've been uh, who've seen radical change in their lives through commitment, dedication, um, as, as of course through her reliable step-by-step uh, system and program. And today, for me, it brings me, um, and as well as of course for her, just uh, an immeasurable joy to serve those that those she's been helping, which I hope she'll be able to help through our, our conversation today, to help um, with dealing with some things that are chronic, right, in some cases, and specifically uh, back pain. Now, some of you might be thinking or wondering, why, um, why this particular issue, why this particular matter? And one of the things I just want to share with you guys, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we are uh, secret sufferers. We, we uh, bear the burden of, of high performance, um, high pressure, high results, do or die mindsets, and our bodies take a toll. And in some cases, if we have the health care, um, um, supplementary health care uh, pro- provisions that we should have or primary health care provisions that we should have, sometimes we're getting it taken care of. And sometimes those paths don't lead to the kind of level of wellness or optimal health that we want, right? And so we're kind of stuck suffering and pushing, pushing through, maybe in some cases popping pills, doing whatever it takes for us to keep moving forward to support our fr- our families and keep things happening, right? Because after all, um, we can't whine our way towards the successful future that we want. We just sort of take on this sometimes unfortunate heroic posture of pushing through our pain. And for me, uh, genuinely, uh, although this isn't this area isn't something that I've personally suffered with, Trust me, I have suffered with my version of some health and wellness issues, but I've had to use some of the things that Jenny's going to talk about today as far as this uh, sort of uh, mental health, mind-body modalities that are remarkably uh, breakthrough solutions for those of you who have found yourself in that position of just really trying to figure out what's wrong with you, right, or how to um, get to that position of wellness that can help you take your business to the next level, right? So, um so just a, a few more words uh, about Jenny's background. Um, uh, Jenny, Jenny's background is um, in, in healing and wellness traditions. As a matter of fact, um, here's a, a, couple, a couple notable things that she's experienced and personally embraced on her path over the past two decades. So she's been a rolfer of structural integration coach, right? And I'm sure, uh, Jenny, you'll explain what that is. Um, She's also been a Kundalini yoga teacher and a movement coach, um, a movement, a movement coach and nutrition and as well as life coach. And I would imagine that also includes lifestyle. Now, some fun facts about Jenny. Um, In her high school years, she was a livestock judge and learned how to spot gait, irregularity, and imbalance in horses and cattle. Okay. Um, and you kind of, I guess, in some cases, some of you guys can appreciate that if you've spent some time um, in that environment where uh, livestock has been part of part of your your day to day. And she shared this particular thing because structure and foundation are in her bones, right, and in her her blood, her DNA. And so she's um, and she learned at a, a very young age how to pick these things up, right, in um, in in life and in, in nature and however they manifest. So with that, I want to welcome Jenny to the show, to the podcast today. Jenny, are you there? Can you hear me? I, I sure am. Thank you very much, Louis. Yes, you're very, very welcome. So um, if you can't sense or tell, I'm actually really excited to have you on today, right? Um, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> it is, it is. It's, it's exciting because I, I know that, um, you know, that you are a, a, you know, of course, a healthpreneur, right, someone who's uh, been uh, trained in, in some of that modality of uh, um, her- heroic healing and wellness um, growth and development. And, um, but beyond that, I kind of feel like even if we hadn't crossed paths as healthpreneurs, uh, we we would be people who would still be friends, <laughs> because we really want we genuinely have a heart to help people heal themselves, right? So um, so I want you to tell us a little bit about your journey um, and and sort of like how you you know who you are, how you got into the health and healing. Um, uh, modality that you that you've gotten into, and and a little bit also about the um, the Real Change Institute and the Back in Action method. 
Mm, great. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to share. And like you said, that I'm so passionate about helping people and healing people. And the best way is to have people know about you. And if they don't know about you, you can't help them. So thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Um, you know, I haven't been asked my journey uh, very often. And, and in this case, I, I feel a need to just start at the very beginning um, tying in the horses and cattle piece, and that is that I was born on a cattle ranch in South Dakota, and um, things were all fine and dandy with our family, but at age two, I w was uh, given a vaccine, and I contracted the encephalitis virus, and the virus actually um, went into my spinal cord and paralyzed me from the waist down. So I had already learned how to walk, but I lost the ability to walk and was crippled um, for eight months. So fortunately, I did learn how to walk again, but um, that incident at age two had a, a dramatic and impactful um, <laughs> situation on my life. So I feel it's important that in this conversation, I, I bring that up. Um, kind of in the vein of what's going on with a virus right now. So um, the virus and being crippled affected my whole family, um, I feel. And my parents actually got divorced when I was three. And my mom moved us, my sister and I, to Colorado from South Dakota. And then we actually moved to a small mountain town when I was five years old. And although I was crippled um, when I was two, there was no sign of me having anything um, wrong with me. So I became a snow skier, water skier, trampolinist, cyclist. Um, there wasn't very much I couldn't do except horseback riding. I, um, I would show and my right stirrup, I would always lose my right stirrup. And I, nobody figured it out that I actually was I had severe scoliosis from from the virus. So why I bring all that up is I I was a I was a good athlete and I could pretty much do everything. I became a ski racer in college and then when I was 27 um, I was in a job which I needed. Well, I decided to lift several heavy boxes of tiles down these outside stairs and in that moment in time, I injured myself. And that was the beginning of um, learning about and living with and dealing with chronic pain. And the pain actually lasted um, four years. So it completely affected my life, my, um, my happiness, my relationships, um, you know, my physical body was letting me down. And um, and it just started to affect every part of my life. And so I was actually saved by rolfing, which is called structural integration, and where rolfing addresses the body through a full body modality over 10 sessions. And why I say rolfing saved me is because I tried everything else to heal myself, um, including drugs. <laughs> chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, and nothing was ever able to help me long-term until I got rolfed. And that was the beginning of my journey, and I actually quit the job that I was doing and decided to become a rolfer and get into the healing arts. And that was over 22 years ago, and that path has just taken me uh, circuitously into a lot of different directions um, to help myself and to help any client that comes my way wow um that that's um you that's uh, breathtaking for me to hear um and mm -hmm. sort of you know witness through you um sharing because mm -hmm. it's uh because you just covered like you know <laughs> 30 years and four minutes right <laughs> um, um, from, from vaccination to uh adulthood and now you're like superwoman good travel in the world right <laughs> virtually saving people one you know one spine at a time um mm -hmm. and, 
and and of course, you know, my job here is to really sort of zoom in on a couple things that you just shared about. Because I'm sure some people are just, you know, sitting there with their jaws jaw dropped, going, "What? Um, <laughs> what, what? How on earth?" So if we can dial back the tape a little bit, um, so you had uh, a vaccination at how old were you? I was two. Okay, so at two you get a vaccination, and then uh, by, I guess, how much longer after that did they realize that you had the spinal crippling or the, the, uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, um, uh, paralysis, right? Like what, right. what was the, the time lag between vaccination and paralysis? I think from my mom's memory, her telling me, I think it was about maybe three or four days. Um, she noticed that I was sickly and that I wasn't acting myself. And then she came to pick me up in my crib and my legs gave out and I couldn't stand. And, um, you know, she, at the time, the meningitis was very common. So the first assumption was that I had a meningitis. And um, actually, encephalitis is usually carried by mosquitoes, but the vaccination was given to me in the middle of winter. So um, they they pretty much decided that I had contracted it through the to the vac- from the vaccine. Gotcha. Okay. So then, so then from that point on, you have to learn to walk, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and so that was a uh, you know a therapeutic guided process for you to kind of like learn how to walk at age two, correct? Right. Exactly. And uh, one one thing that um, both my mom and dad shared with me is that the physician at the time said if I had been any older, like maybe even three, I probably wouldn't have regained the walking because my my brain would have decided that it wouldn't you know it, it already knew it would already had accepted the new like the new normal <laughs> phrase oh, right. Um, right. and and that if I would have had more cognition I probably wouldn't have regained the ability to walk and yeah that's a twist um, mm-hmm. in the whole situation because you know, I was anticipating that perhaps if you would have gotten the vaccine later, you would have had a greater chance of being able to, you know, I was just watching something recently that that shared how um, vaccines sometimes are a little bit so early in the stage of the na- the body's natural uh, progress of developing its own, you know, um, immune system mm-hmm. that, um, that it's sort of like, suppresses the current immune system um, mm. and then, you know, limits function. And in your instance, had you gotten it, uh, had you gotten the vaccination later, I mean, and and, and, and sort of relatively speaking, you know, the, the, the duration of time for the immune system, for some people, I think it was, it was said that, it, you know, between, I don't know if it was four or five to about even some people, take as far as, you know, preteen years to sort of say that's a full spectrum. But, you know, at the end of the day, in your instance, uh, it was just sort of bad all around, right? From getting the vaccine to the paralysis to if you would have gotten the vaccine even just a little bit later, still it wouldn't have been a good situation because you would have still maybe had the same fate, right? But the only difference would have been it just wouldn't have been uh, something you could have recovered, you know, ideally uh, recovered from with the same, um, the same way that you you were able to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, go ahead. Were you going to add something to that? Yeah, there is something I want to bring up, and it's um, actually something I've never spoken about, and I'm just realizing it now. Um, interestingly enough, even at the age of two, I I believe I remember the injection, and mm-hmm. the nurse actually. Um, she she did not her placement of the injection was actually i believe in the femoral socket which and i still have a bump to this day and i believe she may have 
um, the injection may have gone into the synovial fluid instead yeah. of the the buttocks, and okay. that that's actually what I believe may have caused it. Um, mm. You know, which is such a, a crazy thing to look at now. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's it's many 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 years later, but um, yeah. it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, to to kind of put that two and two together, all these years, all these years later, after you, you know, um, transcended the the event, and now you know your life work is helping people, not necessarily in the in the arena of like, um, uh, you know, botched vaccinations, but you know, injuries that um, that sometimes require the same level of uh, transformate transformational outcomes, right? Of right. um. Of, of mobility. So, um, so let's jump into that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I just sort of paused on that, uh, to read, to, to dial back with your journey from learning how to, learning how to walk to, and to, you know, getting to the place where, you know, you had another sort of life altering, uh, set of, uh, or injury at 27, um, which you then, which then led you to rolfing. Um, which then sort of helped you find your life path as far as being able to heal yourself and heal others. Um, that kind of that kind of bookends your journey, like you know, leading to uh, leading till now, right? Right. Yep. Um, Beautiful. So so now, you know, I know for some people who are listening and, and wondering, okay, well, what's in this for me? How does this? You know what? What can Jenny do now? Like, what does Jenny do now? What? How does this affect me if I'm someone who is dealing with some chronic, uh, you know, injuries or pain or whatever it is that you know that you've identified? So, so who are the people that you help um, now that we've kind of talked about the healer's journey, as they say? Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, there's always this sort of um, yin and yang relationship, right? That the the wounded healer, right? The wounded healer journey. So, so you're the wounded healer who's been able to discover your elixir, and now someone's listening, going, "Okay, well, what does this have to do with me? Like, um, uh, how how is it that you help me? How do I even know that you're the person for me, right? And who should be on the edge of their seat, you know, listening and saying, "All right, this is I should keep keep." Uh, keep my ears open right now and and see how you going through all that you've gone through really uh, plays into my life and my journey. Mm, okay, um, there's a lot of lot of things I'd like to speak about on that note, but I want to really express and explain um, the difference between you know structural work. Um, and a lot of other spot work, and um, and also the difference between chronic pain and acute pain. So what happens when we have an injury, like if we just use an example of an ankle injury, um, what, what happens almost immediately is connective tissue cells go to the injury site, and they protect the, the ankle from mobility. And so that kind of stiffens the joint, and it's not actually normal. And that also um, creates a favoring or an adaptation or a side bend towards that injury. So the, the foot actually goes out to the side, then the pelvis tilts, and then the spine bends to that same side. And so, you know, it's like with me, I felt like I had I'd just done a really simple thing, a little thing, and then it turned into like a chronic situation. And a lot of times we have an injury that, that turns into, you know, a small thing and we just turn around to look at something in the back of our car really quickly and then, you know, we've got neck pain or back pain and, you know, we're never the same. So why I bring all that up is because what happens when the ankle creates adhesion um, during an injury, that is what's called fascia or connective tissue. And the connective tissue in the body is continuous or contiguous all the way through. So it's actually like there's no secrets in the body. There's no, um, it's like the ankle injury is known by the left shoulder. <laughs> um, it's all, it's all exposed. And mm. so it's really necessary to 
quote unquote, realign the body from the base and the foundation. And in order to do that, we not only have to go through the body in a sequential way, but we also need to revisit the history. And so, you know, one of the, the most fun parts and the most important parts of my work is to hear someone's story, just like you allowed me to. And then I help people piece together like, oh my gosh, it was that football injury, uh, you know, when I was 18 or, you know, I fell off a roof, you know, trying to get to a girl's window or, you know, I mean, when, when I hear that people's story, then, then they start to put together and I start to put together like the setup. And that's a really beautiful honoring thing to do with people is mm. to, to take them from where they are. Chronic pain is something that, um, is pervade, you know, it, it goes throughout our whole life. It affects our relationships. It affects our jobs. Maybe it affects our happiness. Um, and then we're, you know, when we have a advocate, a person listening to us and hearing us, you know, that's the start. And then also when we work on the fascia and the connective tissue, it often brings up memory. And so, you know, we can push and push and push on the pain, which is what's normal. You know, if something hurts, we just want to push on it. Yeah. Well, pushing on it actually makes it worse. Wow. So if I'm hearing you correctly, the, the fascia, yes, are you saying you're saying that um the the connective tissue in the body is not local. It's it's all connected throughout like it's one system that's connected throughout the entire body. Yes. So the fascia the fascia okay. actually surrounds every cell, every muscle fiber, every muscle belly, and then every group of muscles and then it goes all the way through the body from the bottom of the foot to the top of the head. Wow. It's like um, saran wrap. <laughs> okay. Wow. So it's all it's all connected and it all works co- together. Yep. Right? So so it's not like, oh, well, I just have a bad ankle. No, it's like if you have a bad ankle, like your whole body is like one bad ankle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so um, so then the pain situation that someone's in can be, you know, whether it's, you know, localized in an elbow or an ankle, like wherever there is some level of discomfort that the body then begins to favor, that's someone who, who would, you know, benefits uh, from your sort of, you know, I guess, you know, body work, right, and your body of work. Absolutely, yes. All right. Okay, so um, so now I have, of course, the privilege of having you know spoken with you on, on a few occasions and learning about the way that you work, which I think some people would really be thinking um, it's kind of uh, crazy, but uh, I'll I'll you know go ahead and, and talk about that. So you know here you, there you are. I know um, I know you're in Colorado right now, right? That's kind right. of where you're based out of. And mm-hmm. someone listening could be listening anywhere in the world, okay? And mm-hmm. so I know we're in a time right now and maybe, you know, even some months or years or whenever it is that someone might be catching this message, you know, um, whether we're on lockdown or stay, at, stay in place, stay home or whatever, you know, you can only be, be in so many places at once, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so like I mentioned, you know, and hinted at, you know, I've had the opportunity of speaking with you before and knowing that the work that you do, ideally, of course, um, is in person, right? Like it helps to be in person and guide someone through this, you know, recovery process. But, um, but your, your body of work right now is virtual, right? Like you are helping people recover from these, you know, injuries without – touching them and being in the same place at the same time with them, right? I am, yes. Okay, so so I'm sure some people are just scratching their head going, okay, how on earth, right, um, or sometimes not earth, <laughs> how the, you know what, are you able to alleviate, you know, um, pain, 
or, you know, some chronic injury without, you know, being in that same situation that a chiropractor would be in or a Reiki healer sometimes, you know, who's, you know, hands-on um, might be or uh, a masseuse. I mean, like, can you tell us a little bit about how you how your work works and works on people? Mm, you bet. Yeah. Well, um, it's an interesting uh, thing how how I decided uh, almost well July of last year that I was going to um, give up my hands-on practice and I wanted to start an online business and I wanted to create an online method. And I was going, where all that came from is I was a rolfer for 22 years and I had performed the 10 series, taking people through all the sessions um, hands-on. But because I live in such a small town, um, I would have to drive like four and a half hours to find a rolfer. And so I created a in-home practice for myself to stay sound and in alignment. And when I thought about creating a method, I just was really excited about teaching anyone what I was doing in my own living room. And mm. so basically what, I've cr- what I created is a way to address each part of the body over six weeks. So it's, what's really important is to, it's, I guess the best example is like a car. You know, it's, it's, um, if a red light goes on, you know, you know that something needs to be, you need to take your car in and they need to diagnose it and then they need to um, take some parts apart and clean some parts and then put them all back together and then you're off and running again. Well, that's really what I'm doing um, with the structure is because we're virtual, I get to watch people walk. And it's really by watching people walk that I can see the adaptation. Um, Mm. So even like you use the example of a hurt elbow. Well, it's hard to imagine that an elbow injury would affect the whole structure, but it does. (laughs) Um, It's, if the arm is not swinging correctly, then the shoulder girdle is not swinging correctly, then the spine is not rotating. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's so fun because this is what I used to do in my studio. I'd watch people walk. But now yeah. I can not only, you know, have them send me a video, but it's like I can stop the video. I can slow-mo the video. I can point out. I can enlarge it. I can show people exactly what's going on. Wow. And I call that my, my first step, which is the assessment. And then over six weeks' time, then, you know, we just slowly, um, basically from the feet up, we start from the foundation so that the the fascia doesn't go crazy. And, um, you know, what I compare, it's like a mild fascia release is the technique I'm using. And a lot of people know that you can roll on a foam roller or you can roll on these lacrosse balls or, you know, whatever. But if it's haphazard, it's like the game of whack-a-mole. And yeah. I don't know if, you know, I mean, so, so that to me is, you know, with kids game, they, they take a hammer and hit one mole and then it just pops up another mole. And that's how I really feel in the body. If you, if there's no order, if there's no sequence um, to establish, then, then the fascia just kind of goes crazy. And um, then, then we, we have people who actually have pain all over <laughs> from, yeah you know, just an initial little thing. So so beca- what I can do now is I, I assess and then I teach people how to do um, myofascial release on themselves. And then the mo- one of the most important things is that I teach activation or I teach how to maintain it. So with certain patterns of habit, um, not only walking symmetrically and getting all the hinges to operate correctly, but also how to sit, how to get out of your chair, how to get in and out of your car, how to um, sleep, you know, supported. So it's all these, you know, accumulation of habits that keep a person sound. And that's how I've stayed completely pain-free, extremely active um, for 25 years. (laughs) 
You make it sound so magically like, wow, that's, that's how I did it. I just magically, uh, after, after, you know, uh, after getting um, uh, encephalitis at two and not being able to walk, I just, I just magically figured it out, rode horses for a while, uh, I skied, I outcast, jump ropes, uh, won a few Olympic gold medals, got myself hurt at 27, discovered the Robin method, and uh, you know, 35 years later, I'm still, I'm still winning gold medals. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's remarkable. Um, and you know, the, the, and the reason why I'm, 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 you know, laughing about it is, you know, I always feel like people who have ascended and become sort of masterful at what they do, you know, there's just this sort of like awe, right? I, I'm just in awe of just how they just figured it out, right? And and, and there's this part of me that's like, just teach me just, just like a, a droplet of just some of that magic so I can put that in other areas of my life, you know, it's just, so I'm, I'm sort of laughing and, and, and awe and wonder and admiration at how, you know, you can kind of go through your journey <clears throat> of learning how to walk, becoming, uh, uh, you know, so uh, agile and athletic, having another sort of in your later years as an adult, uh, you know, life-altering injury. And then discovering something that then gives you an, an opportunity to sort of have a a, a new lease uh, on on living, right, and in in mm. maintaining that, right. And now, on top of all of that, you have this virtual uh, approach that most people would probably uh, you know be uh, suspicious of and say, "What? Wait a minute, how how can you you know use a video?" to observe how I'm moving and provide a set of exercises and activities that, you know, ensure and almost, you know, guarantee that I'm going to be well, right? I mean, you can understand the level of disbelief that some people could have about that, right? Sure. Um, sure. And, and so, you know, that segues into sort of a natural question, which I would, I would ask, you know, if I was uh, in, in, you know, uh, shoes of someone who's dealing with that chronic experience um, is, okay, well, where's the evidence, right? Who have you helped? What, you know, yeah, who have you helped? What were they dealing with? And what were those results and what were those outcomes? Can you share with us, you know, one or two um, situations or cases where someone came in with a real, you know, tough situation and you were able to sort of using your your uh, current model to help them? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I can, and um, thankfully I can. I will just say that in the 22 years in being in practice, I did help, you know, actually over a 1,000 people get out of chronic pain. And those people that came to me in my practice, um, for whatever reason, I mean, I live in a very active community, but, you know, pe- people would, like ski off cliffs and like be completely <laughs> broken and um, yeah. car ac- you know car accidents and like ski injuries. I had one client who um, who actually was skiing and she got her a ski caught in a rut and it just like snapped off her um, the head of her femur and um, you know it's I I got to just work with people who it was really serious. I mean, these, these are major, major injuries and we got them out of pain and back functioning in, in 10 weeks. I mean, it was, it was pretty incredible. And so when I decided to um, start to create the back in action method, I needed some test clients or um, guinea pigs. And so um, two of the gentlemen that I found actually had been in chronic pain for 22 years and I will say that um, my best clients are people who've been in pain um, quite a while. Uh, we, we, they say that chronic pain is designated by three months. And how I explain that is in three months' time, the uh, adaptation has set in as well as the compensation. So someone who wants to come to me should have been in pain at least three months and as long as 22 or you know, 40 years, um, yeah. I can help. 
And so one particular um, client had been in pain for 22 years. He, he well, you know, I, I want to, I say pain. I mean, pain, pain doesn't have to be like 24-7 to be mm. important <laughs> um, or noticeable, you know, but, but people who have experienced back pain in particular, they, they typically have it on one side. It's predictable. It, it shows up with certain activities like getting in out of the car or sitting in a chair for a long time. Um, so this particular gentleman was extremely active, extremely muscular, um, kind of fought through, you know, kind of fought through the pain um, to do what he loved. But the pain was always there. And um, so he, he was willing to come to me and have be a test client. And, oh, my gosh, we... You know, in in pretty much, I don't want to oversell this, but if someone is in like sciatica or piriformis syndrome or low back pain on one side, um, they will feel a change or a difference in the first week. Um, and once they feel, once people feel that they there's possibility of getting out of pain, I mean, the motivation just kicks in. <laughs> And um, this particular gentleman was very motivated and also an athlete and had a routine and discipline. And um, we actually, he did the whole series with me and we got him out of pain. And actually during the series, he had an episode where he, we just decided like, but he's going to go lift weights again and his back spasmed and he drove home and he couldn't even walk to his house. Um, and his, his saying back to me was that because of the, the exercises that he knew from me and the training and just like bunkering down on the, the new habits, he got himself back to being without pain in three days versus six months. Wow. <clears throat> Man. And so basically, after he had that episode, um, you're saying he uh, applied the exercises you had, you know, trained and coached him to do, mm-hmm. and he worked he worked it out um, on himself and got back in got back in action. Um, right. In uh, how long? Three days. Three days. Yep. Wow. So that is a, a really important um, factor, Billy, is that what I want to give people is empowerment and awareness and mm-hmm. tools. You know, yeah. it, there's nothing worse than being somewhere, like especially if you're, you're used to going to a, a practitioner or something and, and pretty reliant on them. And then, you know, you want to go to Greece or you want um, and then you have an episode either on the airplane or, you know, you yeah. slip on a rock or getting into the ocean or something. And, yeah. and there you are. And, um, you know, my, my passion and my real interest is teaching people. So in the program, I, I teach a lot about anatomy. I teach about biomechanics, how the body is made to heal itself and it will heal itself. We just have to have, we have to know about the signals of the symptoms before an episode occurs. And Mm. that's really what, what gets people into trouble is the warning signs are there, but Mm -hmm. they either don't pay attention to that red light or they do something under stress. Mm. Uh, Okay. So what are, what are some examples of like, things that are those like tremors before the earthquake if you will mm-hmm. well it's um well so like with me and i i think some of my clients would agree is when you have low back pain do you and you're fine for a while and then you say you know you you silly you go ahead and say yes i'll help my friend move <laughs> Um, so you, you overexert and you move something too heavily. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, or, so that's a clear um, that's a clear or, violation. Or like, like okay. Can... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, please, please do not. You know, that's 
and that's one of the biggest things I actually in in telling the people around them, you know, that they're. I mean, we're experiencing it here with um, COVID. I mean, it's like this this opportunity is forcing us to communicate <laughs> um, right. to our best friends about our feelings and our sentiment about this whole situation and what are, we are comfortable with, you know, being around each other. And yeah. I feel like with um, chronic pain, it should be there as well. You know, it, I'm just so shocked at how, whether it's our ego or whether we just, we're afraid to tell the people around us that, that we're in pain or that, you know, it would be mm. best if I didn't help you move, you know, I'll bring pizza, yeah. but you yeah. know, I don't, I don't think it's best for me to help you with the couch down five flights of stairs. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. we do something like that because of our ego or, you know, what's really common, like here in Colorado. I mean, we have four definite seasons and people like start gardening without any flexibility or preparation mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. they're just all of a sudden dig in the dirt and, right. you know, they're hurting the next day or for five yeah. more days. So, right. so those, those are kind of the tremors I would say is that we, we can know that an activity is going to cause it, or we're feeling like a, a two on a scale, you know, we're feeling a two and, right. and we keep, and we keep riding our bike or we keep riding, staying in the car with discomfort and we don't get out and move around or, you know, we, we're not really taking care of ourselves right. or listening. And so are you saying that, you know, because on one hand, one person, you know, I can imagine someone being like, all right, you know, if I'm applying, <clears throat> if I'm applying the back in action method and, I, and I'm feeling, I think there's kind of two sides of this, right? Like we want to get back to our optimal physical well-being state, right, to be able mm -hmm to help our best friend move if they need us, right? Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, we have to be, you know, mindful to know when we may not be quite at that level. And then the compromise is, you know, when we kind of feel like maybe we're telling ourselves, I should be healthy enough to do this, and, and we're not. Um, or, <clears throat> you know, like how do we get to that place where, you know, we're doing the work to be 100% so that we can be physically helpful. And um, and then, you know, knowing sort of when to sort of uh, take a step back and maybe give ourselves some more time. to You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, is there ever a time when we can get to that place where we are like, okay, um, pain, is, pain has been addressed, my body is back to its sort of ideal state, and I can – you know what I mean? I can do the things that I naturally, you know, want to do to be helpful. Like, where is does that day ever come, or is that just, I don't know, case-by-case case basis? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, great question. Well, so in the process of realigning, we are we're actually loosening the structure. So, so we're we're separating the muscles again and giving their independence back so that the muscle nerves are actually able to communicate to the nerve to, to the muscles in a proper sequence so when we're we're highly functioning the the sequential order of movement is like happening naturally but the process of getting there is like you know a tedious or a meticulous um, step by step method so, mm. so while you're in the process, you know, you're kind of loosey goosey, <laughs> you're kind right. of fragile, you're, right. um, you're, it's all brand new. It's, and so, and that's, that's necessary. It's kind of like wiggling a, a knotted necklace, you know, you, mm. you got to wiggle it to, to get the knots out. And right. so, so there, there's a period of time where, where you might be pretty vulnerable and you're, you're somewhat fragile and yeah. and then but of course yes i mean strengthening comes next <laughs> um right. you become when muscles are firing in the proper sequence and there's no confusion and there's no 
compensation or recruitment from larger muscles for little muscles that are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, um, then everything's working like this just completely well-oiled machine. And you come come back stronger and better. And I really want to point out the... um, the age group or, you know, my passion is to help, you know, elderly and to mm-hmm. help them understand that, you know, we can get better with age and that we don't have to be bent over or shuffle our feet. You know, it's just a matter of doing the work and reorganizing you and feeling brand new. Yeah. And that's, and that's real change, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so that's a play on words for those who didn't catch that. Um, since she's the founder of the Real Change Institute and also the creator of the Back in Action method, and um, so <clears throat> we're naturally at our stopping point here. And I know that um, we could probably go on about case 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 by case scenarios of the uh, the magical wizardry. <laughs> um, of your work, and um, <clears throat> but all good things must, uh, in some cases, come to an end. And I wanted to just give um, you an opportunity if there's, you know, if somebody wanted to learn more or uh, at least identify whether or not you are, you know, the kind of um, body work specialist that they should be considering or working with. Um, how do they how do they find you or um, you know, you know, how do they look you up? Like, where should they go, right, to, to just oh. get right into determining whether or not you're, like, the ideal uh, person who can help them? Okay. Well, the, the, the best thing and the first thing um, I would love for them to do is go to my website, which is realchangeinstitute.org. And in that website, um, I have got a lot of information on the other modalities I do, mm-hmm. but it's also an entrance into the Back in Action method, and in, once they're in the back in action method, there are a few tabs and buttons to um, push to find my um, application to fill out like a, an intake form, you know, to tell me about your history or, you know, fill me in a little bit. You can send that to me or you can just call me. Um, I think the best way to, to really know is to, to talk to someone on the phone and feel if there's a connection and um, I do feel I've had enough situations and bodies under my hands to know what I can help and what I can't help. Um, I'm very open and honest about that. So um, the best thing to do is just uh, get on the phone. Okay. Very enough. Very good and fair enough. Um, you know, one thing that I remembered you mentioning was, you know, when you were hands-on with people, you had a 98% success rate, right? Um mm-hmm. And has that transferred into your uh, virtual work as well? I mean, uh, I know it's kind of putting you on the spot, but just wanted to, uh, you know, let Uh, people kind of get a sense of how effective it is in person versus virtual. You know, so far um, I'm having tremendous success with the back in action method, even hands off. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's just because I'm so um, <laughs> tenacious. I just, I just want it so badly, and I think they do too. Then, and it really, this will only be successful as successful as the person doing it. Um, right. So, I mean, there, there's, there has to be that factor in there. Um, yeah. The people who are finding me and who have found me are extremely motivated, and they're high, highly disciplined. And they're really excited. Um, right. So we're we're doing. You know, I don't want to say batting a thousand, but we're we're doing incredibly well. And, okay. Um, yeah, and and all my all my clients as well would be open to speak with anyone as well, which okay. which has helped a couple of people sign up is to talk to other people. So that can be Super. available as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Jenny, I uh, thank you for uh, coming on board, and um, I'll also leave your link below <clears throat> for anyone interested mm-hmm. in, okay. uh, of course, you know, being able to connect with you. Um, and you know, I want to thank you uh, on behalf of our listeners and those who will stumble upon this who may not even be the sort of normal grind scheme of things listener. 
uh, who will come across your work because I'm sure that based on whatever pain um, that they're dealing with and the kind of relief that you'll provide, um, they thank you in advance <laughs> for, <laughs> for the no. pain relief. Uh, provided, I, I'll thank you on on behalf of those to come who are, um, you know, really looking for relief. And, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, for those <coughs> who are new, maybe don't know my, my story, and, and Jenny, this might be the first time you're hearing about this. So, you know, um, in, um, you know, taking a step back, in 2011, I, um, you know, had a it, from it, from my sort of health and wellness recovery process, you know, I I had a, a, a sort of an emotional mental uh, breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, I was going through a, I was just dealing. I was I was at this point where I was transitioning in life, and realized that um, what I thought life was about, and all the things that I had invested my time and life and energy into that I thought would be uh, meaningful, um, that it ended up uh, not really being that rewarding, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and, that, and it was just like I'd, I'd put up my ladder uh, of success um, and got to the top and I was at the wrong wall, right? Or halfway there, I was just like, wait, something's wrong. So for mm-hmm. me, you know, um, the uh, I got to a point, you know, where I was so frustrated. I, I, I had, you know, at that time I was married, and I was, um, and, you know, I was at a point where I just said, uh, if I'm not useful as I want to be, as uh, as a father, as a man, as a being, um, what am I living for? And I literally walked out of the house on this cold February night, ready to end my life. I got to a bridge that night, and. Um, and, and I was ready to jump over the water. The only thing that saved me was the fact that the water wasn't deep enough, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I ended up walking um, uh, ended up walking another maybe mile and a half or so to try to check into a hotel. And it was like this cold blizzard, blizzard-frilled night. And the hotel was booked. And I, you know, went, I was at that time in the Midwest, in uh, northwest Indiana, and I ended up going right over the state line to – Stay at a hotel for about three days and three nights, and um, with no and, and with no food, and no water. Because I just felt like if I wasn't gonna die, and, and actually, what happened at that bridge when I realized that the water wasn't shallow or wasn't deep enough was I said, okay, if I'm not physically gonna die tonight, something has to die in me, right? Because I just gotten to this point where I just hated who I'd become, right? I was in my early 30s, um, you know, I, I wasn't earning what I felt like I should should have been earning. I wasn't as, you know, much of a financial contribution as I wanted to be, um, you know, just where I just felt like I, sh- I just ought to have been given my background. You know, I'd done an undergraduate degree in civil engineering. I did a master's in urban planning. I'd worked with some pretty notable companies. Like, I just just wasn't um, on this path of ascension that I thought I was. So in those three days and three nights in that hotel room, I, um, I, uh, you know, no food, no water, and it was just me and my th- and my thoughts and my ideologies about who I thought I was supposed to be and and why life wasn't working out the way it was supposed to work out. And um, and not to mention, you know, prior to that, I'd lost, uh, you know, I'd been laid off twice, and my father had passed away the the year before, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. in those three days and three nights, I just really started to reflect on what who 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 am I and what am I about. And uh, down to my cultural upbringing, you know, I come from a bicultural background. My parents are from Nigeria. I grew up in, in New York. Um, and and there was just all these elements of my being that I just, just hated and just couldn't stand and kind of maybe even scapegoated as being, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a reason for my, my why my life wasn't turning out. But fast forward, um, you know, three days after that the, that sort of window of time, uh, I awakened to something, which was that um, I, w- I had become so resistant to my own life and my own life force that I was killing myself, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I was ready to end my life. And fast forward, I um, came out, as I came out of that hotel room, I said, you know, here's the three things that I feel like I really want my life to be about. Um, I want to be a man of generosity, uh, a man of love, 
and a man of uh, acceptance, right? And that, and that began, that, that started with me, right, becoming that kind of a person, you know, being loving, being accepting, being generous. And I kind of embarked on the path of self-healing and stumbled upon someone whose mind-body work, similar to yours, um, really made a huge, remarkable difference in my life. And I started to really see how mind-body consciousness really worked and, mm-hmm. um, and how, um, you know, just even my own attempt at killing myself was a function of just um, my consciousness state. Right. And mm-hmm. um, and it was a it was a reflection of a combination of emotional, social toxins that I had ingested over the course of my adult life. And this was a time for me to transform. And, and the gentleman ended up, you know, he was a chiropractor who discovered a particular method similar to how you discovered rolfing um, and um, and uh, a lifeline, you know, muscle reflex methodology that I mentioned to you at the top of the call before we kicked off that really transformed my life and I and I became sort of really uh enamored and, a, and not just a believer but a knower of the power of the kind of work that you do and the kind mm-hmm. of work and the impact and the effectiveness of being able to to get to the root cause of things beyond traditional medicine right um and not traditional medicine as in sort of you know the the ancient wisdom that we, you know, now can expand on. I mean, the maybe I should say mainstream medicine, right? The mainstream now being, hey, you know, take a couple of these pills, uh, you know, um, and come back and see me for more pills. And, you know, 18 you know, months from now, uh, we'll see if we can increase the dose of those pills. <laughs> right? right. For right. you feel better versus uh, something that was expedient, right, such as what you're – you 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 offer and what you provide and what I had experienced um, uh, and even that you know at some point you know began to train to be able to do and so fast forward to you know ten years later almost uh, here you and I are you know in our uh, sort of you know paths of continuing to contribute right as wounded healers right contributing contributing to people's lives and and um, and I'm I'm grateful for your work and and, and practitioners like yourself who you know, their work is, is bringing humanity back to itself, right? Because when we kind of are brought back to our physical senses, we are just so much more uh, um, nurturing to life mm-hmm. around us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and we just bring and elevate the state of consciousness um, that's so needed in the world, right? And without mm-hmm. even realizing realizing it, you know, it's infectious, right? It's a different kind of infectious. <laughs> right. Um, right. We, could, we could use we could use a pandemic of healing right <laughs> right now. Yeah. To uh yeah. right to, to lift people's up. And so I um you know, I'm a I'm a living um sort of uh, um a a living podcast of the power <laughs> of the work that, you know, uh, that you do and the, and the, and the power of my body work. And you are as well, right? Just as you benefited from what you, you, what you experienced. And, uh, and so for anyone listening, you know, I'm not just here, you know, um, you know, inviting, uh, Jenny on to just have her share her, her, her program and what, what it does. I'm sure I'm having her on cause I know what the kind of work that she does, uh, offers and in, 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 in what it's done for me, right, inside of the, the category of just um, optimal health and wellness. And so um, wherever you are listening or, or considering or really maybe self-identifying and recognizing, like, wait, you know what, I think what Jenny offers could really make a difference for me, uh, I definitely would more than say um, take the initiative to at least, you know, have a conversation and find out if it would make a, yeah. a difference uh, a difference for you. So. Uh, Jenny, I don't know if you have any last words before we wrap this up, but uh, again, I just you know want to say you know thank you um, for just who you are in the world of healing mm-hmm. and wellness and contributing to people. Uh, any last words for you before we wrap up? Um, well, first of all, I just want to express my gratitude and thank you so much for for this opportunity and letting me share my journey and for you just to share your journey. I'm so grateful to know more about you and I have a few quotes that I 
think define my work pretty well and I firmly believe that there's nothing wrong with you that what's right with you can't cure. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and um, there's Jim Rohn wrote a quote that says, um, take good care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Mm. And my the back in action um, slogan or whatever is, when the body finds an alignment and stays in alignment, it will heal itself. Beautiful. All right. Mm-hmm. I think those are definitely three quotables you may see on my <laughs> Facebook timeline. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So, guys, anyone listening, head over. If you're, again, if only if you really are a good fit because uh, Jenny cannot assist everyone. There's a particular uh, set of challenges you have to be really dealing with in order to be a good fit. And, and at best or at worst, I should say, she may have some great recommendations or suggestions for you, but it all starts with taking that initial step. Uh, head over to uh, realchangeinstitutes.org. I'll also leave that link in the description uh, section below. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that sums it all up. And, uh, again, uh, Jenny will be more than glad to have a conversation with you to help you get back in action, which is the name of her, her method, back in action method. So, guys, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Jenny, appreciate you so much. We'll talk soon, and maybe even uh, have you back on a, uh, another episode with maybe some of the clients' stories. Have them dial oh, in, yes. or share, <laughs> you know, have them share their their uh, their experiences. That 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 might be a worthwhile uh, next next opportunity for us to uh, have on on the the grind scheme. That'd be super. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.